All right, we're waiting on Gordon. Yeah, a lot of sun today. In the car right now, about to go get a haircut. Hello. There you go. What up? What's up, dog? In your car? Uh, yeah, my car. We had to uh, do some work today, so I was actually hands-off oh, on the you. tools. I was hands-on on the tools All right. uh, this week, too. I... It feels good. We were uh, putting, putting in a mini split today, actually. Oh, were you? Feels good. Yeah, it does. It does. I was fucking sweating today. I was telling my guys I haven't sweat in a long but time. I sweat just you know playing Guitar Hero with the Costa, <laughs> <laughs> or walking around trade shows. I sweat a lot when I do All that. Right. Well, we're just gonna start. We're gonna we're gonna start it off. Um, thanks everybody for coming. We're gonna be talking about shit. Strictly talking shit. It's gonna be called strictly talking shit. Yeah. So as you know. There's me, the impetus, and Mr. Gordon. Adam Gordon bought plumbing. Gordon. Gordon. Gordo. Gordon bought plumbing. Um, we're going to talk about random shit, but we thought that a great topic that we wanted to talk about today was uh, about trade shows. Yeah. I mean, we uh, a lot of people have seen us so, on trade shows the last little while, right? You know what I mean? So why not, yep. why not you know, bring yep. that up first? Uh, a lot of people are... I, I I mean I've been doing lives and people are kind of questioning like uh, are they worth going to? But yeah, that's great. We can dive into a lot of those. So while we do the show and we're talking about random shit, um, you can be part of it. Ask questions if you want to ask questions. Put it in the comments. We'll pin it up and we'll try to answer as many as we can. Uh, if we have time, we'll have a guest or two, I guess. But we only have an hour for this. So um, yeah. So Gordon, uh, start us uh, off. What? <laughs> Dude, we have three Adams at my at my shop, so everybody calls me Gordo, and I haven't been called Gordo since like elementary school, so it's kind of funny. Um, but look at Tall Valve Man is in there. I was there with him last night, three hour podcast. But go ahead. So, so usually what we're trying to talk about are the three things that we were talking about uh, on our instagram of why we want to go what are the importance of it and what can you expect at the show so you know without further ado why why should we go adam like <clears throat> what do you get out of it Trades what, what do you, what do you networking, think man truthfully um i enjoyed like the first time i ever met you was it a trade show it was cmpx it was cmpx no you mean you mean yeah you mean in, in real you mean life, in real, you real life it's a trade show yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and like, um, it's basically networking. I mean, we have this crazy platform that we're, you know, talking to people for years and years, and then you get to go to the trade show and network with people that have the same passion as you, which is amazing. Um, but that's that's one aspect of it. But another one is just like the products that are coming out and being able to dive in with other uh, manufacturers and, and seeing what they're having coming out and asking those questions that you're kind of confused and you can't get the answers for. There's a lot of educational people yeah. there that can teach you, right? Definitely is. I mean, you hit all the points that I was going to go through. Like, mm -hmm. networking is a big thing for me. I think a lot of people um, – we'll get into why it's important, but networking is one thing. Uh, being able to see new things because a lot of times for me, I've always loved trade shows. I started <laughs> trade shows. <laughs> I, 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 I started trade shows. <laughs> 
I started trade shows like 11 years ago since I started the trade. So when I was an apprentice, I was going to trade shows since day one. So, you know, for a lot of people that really think you don't need to go, like if you want to go further in your business, you want to meet more people, uh, you want to talk to manufacturers, it doesn't start by going to just one show. It's, it's, what do you call it? It's a successive, like one after another. Sometimes you get to go to a lot to find people. Um, and I think another great point is just that you get to travel in general, but yeah. it's for something that you're passionate about instead of just always traveling for well, spending a shit ton well, of money. I, I think right? Sean from Taco, when we went to Germany, Sean from Taco uh, kind of brought up how you weren't really you weren't really one on trade shows until you went to your first one. Like Sean kind of pushed you to go to your first one, I believe. Is that he pushed me to go yes, to my first yeah. traveled one. So when I used to go, I always yeah. just went to CIPH. And CIPH happens every two years or something in BC. So that, that was the only one that I was really fond of going and always looking forward to it. But, you know, nobody ever wants to think about spending yeah. the dime to go. So so that, that that's a big one. So for a lot of you guys who haven't been looking at it sometimes it is it, it really is worth the time to go to meet your peers out there yeah. and even meet the manufacturers it's, uh, it's great uh, the amount of connections i have like uh just through people that you've introduced me to or other people have introduced me to like um navian guys uh sample you know what i mean like he came into toronto and i he was there yeah. i'd be able to go see him and he doesn't even live here he lives in bc and then same with mike miller and sean and all the guys from there, you just create bonds with them when you're going out there, especially when you're having a few beers and start talking, right? Yeah, I think, and I think secretly, you know, there are deals that happen that are sometimes I would say I, even behind. I'm gonna I'm gonna scenes. stop this for a minute because Crave. I I wish we could go to a trade show in Australia just so I can drink with Crave because I feel like he's the only one that could like Why? keep up maybe. I definitely, yeah, it definitely would. I would, I would yeah, actually want to go there. Meet him, uh, meet, um, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, I can picture his logo right now. I sent stickers out to him, I forget. God damn, but the Australians are, it's a completely different game. It's so far away, too. Uh, there's a guy called HVAC Life, yeah. HVAC Technicus, but that was another guy that I, I talked to a lot. But I definitely yeah. want to go Australia. Yeah, that'd be great. Or have the Australians come out with us. But yeah, yeah, they should, they should, we should get them out. But, but yeah, you know, going back to the main point, that is why we go, you know, the, there's a lot of great reasons on why we go and why you should go. So if you really think about pulling the trigger, you know, ask people who've been going consistently, give us a shout as well. I can always lead you the right way. Um, but, you know, a third point that I always want to add on to mm-hmm. is the importance of going. Um, it, it's really close to why we go but the importance of going kind of going back to the network side of things is that one thing a lot of people don't know is that the networking that you do is actually really strong in the sense that now you're actually working with people that you've been dealing with the whole time so you know for me like Takeo was a big big one right when we first when I first started using Takeo I didn't know even what Takeo was I knew they were pumps. I knew they were the green pumps, but we were using all the uh, Grunfoss pumps. But as soon as Sean reached out and I was able to go to the first show, you know, it, it just started going and going and going one after another that you start networking with these guys who are more on the manufacturer side. And, you know, you don't message them all the time, but, you know, when you do need something, yeah. that network goes a long way. Just like when you're looking for pumps. I, I still, you know, prime example I'll tell you is that, 
since I have been able to network and getting closer to the, the management level, I was looking for a pump the other day and even our reps can find out yeah. what pump was what pump. And it was going to, it was going to fucking take me almost like a whole week or even a three, yeah. four days to find an answer. But because we knew somebody like Sean or even Miller, those people make that shit happen a lot faster. So if you own your own business or you're working for somebody and you want answers quick because there's something that's emergency, um, something that you need right away, those network that you yeah. grab from the shows make a big, big difference in how you can run your business. So for a lot of people that ask me, what do you do when you yeah. run your business? Network. Oh, I mean, look, network is okay, a huge one. Look at, uh, I needed a camera. I was, I just started with a relic group. I just started the plumbing division. I needed a camera. We couldn't get one in Canada. And then I just reached out to people from rigid just from networking and boom, I had one within a week. It was, it was amazing. Like they were like, Oh no, they're net, none of them are in Canada. You can't get any. And then, instantly just from networking and going to trade shows, I got a, I got a rigid camera real quick. You know what I mean? So it's great. Yeah. That, hey, and explains all of that. And that like, that is the main aspect that I always want to say why it's so important, literally just networking. And the second side of yeah. it is that you get to learn a lot. You get to see what's coming out in the industry. You get to see what's next. You yeah. get to be ahead of the curve, as I would like to say. You know, you, you don't want to be behind. You want to see what's coming to the industry. You want to see what you're going to move from your business to next. Or if you're an apprentice or if you're a journeyman, you can see what is out there and what yeah. the business is going to go into next because then you can be on top of it and you can be again yeah. that gets paid and more. Honestly, I feel like we're moving into uh, – manufacturers are moving into learning to educate their clients on their products and, and understanding how to do it. Like Navian's yep. really good at it. I know Taco has a lot of training courses. A lot of people are doing courses for their products. So you educate the, the consumer on how to use it. And then they understand why their product is superior. And then you become even more loyal to them. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and one more important thing that I want to add is that people are not understanding when you go to trade shows that yeah. it's part of work. You're not going there to, you have to remember, you're not going there to fuck around. You're not going there to drink. You're not going there to hang out only or just see a bunch of influencers, which you think people do, is that you actually need to have a thought process and how are you going to go towards the show? What booths are going to go to? What people you want to meet? That is I all learned, actually I learned work. that the hard way. And you know I did. Like, HR was like, HR was a test for ish, but nothing can prepare you for ish. You know what I mean? Like you literally have to map out where you want to go or you feel locked because you only have a few days to really see what you need to see. And people don't understand how much of the two days, oh, at only eight, two days. but HR is only two days too. You know what I yeah. mean? Two, three days. You're kind of, you yeah. get, if you don't plan it out, you're, you're wasting that trip on what? Just drink, drinking with, yeah. You, you really are. You really are. So remember that it, it, it is part of work. Yeah. That is why you want to go just pound it into your head that it's not a vacation that you're not going there to fuck around because a lot of people think it's just like they just keep thinking oh i can just go back to work and make money myself and i don't have to worry about what's going on outside no. that's that's not what it's about it's really about you know moving forward in your business making those net making that networking yeah. uh work yeah for what you. what show out of all the shows you went to this year like what was one of your favorite ones because i know you did k biz you did hr you didn't do wet uh -huh. right you did ish uh -huh. with me ish no, like, I didn't where, do it. was ish your favorite like i it's it's kind of no 
No. Really? No. No. If I were to say Ish wasn't my favorite, I, I actually yeah. enjoyed AHR quite a bit because HR was slightly yeah. small was smaller for, for a fact. And it just felt a little bit more personal with people that I knew and I could yeah. talk to and I could reach out to. Because at the end of the day, Ish was you go there for the experience to see everything, but you're not really able to go there and start connecting and start working with people from Germany. Yeah, right? that, that's a hard one. Speaking, they're speaking broken English and you're trying to have a conversation and you're not networking like you would network here in North America. Yeah. I get that for sure. Yeah. So, so that's why I would like say, you know, if you want to start off at small ones, you can go to ones that are kind of within your area. But if you actually want to go plan for a big one, next year yeah. AHR is happening in Chicago. So they're already, they're already starting to book hotels. You can go book your hotel for HR and book your flights earlier if you want to, because you get a hell of a deal now than you can do it later. Because I didn't that even think of, I, maybe I'll do that, to be honest, uh, now myself. I know I want to do HR again, but I know I want to commit and do WET because I heard WET is really good. Have you been to WET yet? I've been to WET. I was going to go WET, but I had to go yeah. cave. I went cave yeah. Then I went AHR. And then, and then if... If I went wet, I only had one week back at home because I yeah, had it was ish right afterwards. So I wasn't going to go to four fucking <laughs> trade shows at once. It's, that it's would a lot me. of work, man. It's crazy. Like, they, people don't understand. At ish, we went out until like 2.30 in the morning. And then you're back up at 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. And you're grinding. Like, how many steps? I think we did 26,000 steps the one day uh, at ish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot That's of tons. steps. It's a lot of steps. Hey, and one major thing that I'm going to tell a lot of people, I tell my, yeah. I tell my guys all the time, one thing that many, many people don't know or understand is that the networking does not necessarily happen no. on no. the floor. The most important part of networking, especially at trade oh, shows, yeah. they happen after the show. We were talking about going out to drink. You don't necessarily have to drink if you don't want to. Yeah. You know, I drink water <laughs> you, all the time. For fuck's sakes. That's, yeah. that's fucking work. Yo, that's Adam this guy, he's drinking beer, and then all of a sudden I see him with a glass. I'm like, you drinking vodka? He's like, no, water. He like, one beer, one water. One beer, one water. <laughs> and he just, he's lively. Everybody else is dying the next day. Oh, man. Yeah, and I feel great. But, but like for me, that's what I'm saying. Like you can drink water for all you, for all I care, or for all anyone cares. As long as you're yeah. there to have a good time, you just naturally get into certain conversations which you yeah. would never had, have yeah, had with that person. So those, those are really important conversations as well uh, where you guys need to know that networking doesn't yeah. only happen on the floor. It happens after the show and it's always going to be like that. That's where people are more vulnerable. That's where yeah. people have more drinks and they're more comfortable so and they don't have to be in their work this, clothes. We've talked about this uh, like privately, but like uh, trade shows that don't really fall in your realm of work, like World of Concrete, Stafta, like would, ha, are, we, are you open to going and looking at trade shows just for networking purposes if it's not really your uh, business? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I yeah. think for, for me yeah. it is, it might be different for other people. Um, but for me, I, I would definitely want to go to the other ones just to see what's out there, especially when you talk about World of Concrete and all the other one and the other one and staff them yeah. because they're more about tools, right? And I think even with tools, you can find networking there or just some new yeah, tools that no, can help you in your course. everyday yeah, life. I, I was, we've talked about it and like I'm interested in World of Concrete this year, which is, it looks like an amazing show. Like it's, 
it's different. It's not a red carpet walk around inside. It's you're outside yeah. in a parking lot testing out these tools. And that's what I think is really cool about that one. Yes. Yeah, so we got a question by Clover made. He says he lives in the UK, but he's wondering how he could find similar places. You know, that's a really hard one for me to answer. If there's anybody in UK that can similar. help him, that'd be what great. Was it but I would probably similar like uh, trade shows like out there in the UK. Like similar places yeah. for for trade shows, I, like for for UK, I, I would definitely say yeah. maybe reach out to your wholesale or your suppliers and ask them when the next trade shows are. Yeah. Because when trade shows start, um, they'll be the first ones to know or sponsor. Usually, the wholesale or the supplier side or the manufacturer sales rep. So that that's a really good place to start if you do want to go to start trade shows. Ish question mark? Man, I still have my I still have my name tag from Ish. I would like keep that. I don't know if I'm gonna be, ever be able to get back. That was such a fun show. I the one in uh, Milan. Looks I like, don't even know where mine. The one in Milan is fun. They were talking about looked like it would it would be fun going to Italy. Yeah, that's what I wanted to go yeah. for this year for Italy. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, so the third point that we're gonna go to is, what would you expect from a trade show? You know, typical question, but. I would say, what do you, what do you say, Adam? What, what, what do you usually what do you expect, expect when you go to a trade to show? To see new products, really. To see the tool brands that you, you represent and see what they're, what they're coming out with uh, in the future. You know what I mean? Like everything, everybody's really got to launch something new for us. Yeah. Whether it be product or a tool, right? Like Webstone, Webstone was pretty yeah. big this year yeah. at HR. Webstone's really pushed it, pushed it, pushed oh, it yeah. hard this year. And then same with Viga, Viga. Push it, push it, push Same with Vega, right? They came out with those those it, union valves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Um, I, I I would think on the side of what you would expect at a trade show would be yeah. a lot of booths. Maybe that's that's what we were talking about before. Like there are a lot yeah. of fucking booths. So a lot of trade shows do have apps to start off with. So if you were to go on to a trade show, you just need to know that maybe set your set yourself up to see which one you're going to travel to and who you want to talk to because there are times where I'm at a trade show that I'm stuck at a booth for almost an hour or two hours oh, yeah. just But chatting. the thing is that's important though. That's important because so, you're creating a connection there with them, right? I can't, I can't, I can't name yeah, them out yeah. of people. I've walked by you at a booth and you're talking to someone you're like, come over here. I got to introduce you to this person. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's an important one. I think like, so if you're new to a trade show, you do want to go and we do find one next year. If you want to meet people, like I, I would like to say I have a decent network that I've had now, and I would love sure. love to share. Yeah, love to share. Yeah, of course, if anything, for for all of you guys, like you know, if you guys want to work with any brands that I've I've already worked with, I would definitely bring you to the booth. Let you you know meet the national guys, let you meet their technical support, whatever I can. Yeah, you introduced to, to help. me to Navian. That's you that's what you would go for too. Navian at CMPX. Yeah. I think that's the first people you drag me over to, and you're like, "Have you worked with Navian?" I'm like, "Not really." You're like, "Let me introduce you to this national sales rep, Adam, I believe it is, right?" Yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah so, so there's a lot of that, you know, you, and and that's that's what it's all about. It's not just about who you know, it's about who your friends know as well uh, that could help you. And it can actually grow your business that yeah. we talk about all the time. Uh, I think one of the big things is, you know, a lot of the trade shows now we have all these influencer stuff and the people that you usually see online. So if you want to go to trade shows, 
you can also expect to see people like George, you can see people like Flynn, you can see people like Sam yeah. the Plumber right now is over here. Um, and Jeff Dems, like all those guys that are the bigger Instagram guys, Mechanical Hub, most of those guys are always there. And you can always go up to them, talk to them, really great people. They'd be able to share their experiences, the share thing, anything The with best you. thing about it, though, is that most of the people, I could say 90% of the people that we talk to on Instagram are people that you can walk up to and talk to and be like, hey, man, I follow you. And just literally have a real-life conversation. No one's going to brush you off or feel like they're bigger than you or nothing. Everybody is super down to earth. Yeah. Everybody wants to help. A lot of people do, right? At least 90% of them. So, yeah. But. Yeah, and there there's a lot of great people out there. So that that's what the trade shows yeah. are definitely about. You make great lasting relationships, uh, just like Adam and I over here. And if, if I were to give one advice as well, when you go to trade shows, I think the biggest thing a lot of people also misinterpret is that you're going to trade shows to get a bunch of free yeah. shit. You know, yeah. that's one of the <laughs> biggest things that you should not go no. in with your fucking mindset. Some people, like, don't go in the booth and say that, hey, I've been working for product. I want some free <laughs> shit for my house. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares. You're being a homo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I've seen yeah. that so many times. Like, you're a fucking plumber. You can pay for your shit. You got fucking customers paying for it. Don't be a fucking homeowner yeah. and say that you want free shit or go onto the table and take pens and fucking whatever. Unless you're handing it out to you and you yeah. really, really wanted one, right? But, you know, one, one thing that it's, – it's one thing that I did as well. When I first started to go to trade shows, Adam, why I love them so much, let me tell you, was the free shit. It's always – it was a lot of it is the free shit. Though, man. You know how many pens and swag and little things that I have that I'm just like, man, what do I do? With exactly. All this shit? Like, I just don't want it, dude. <laughs> man, the first show I went to when I went to CIPH, that shit was hilarious. So I would go to every yeah. booth, and it was getting down to closing time. And then I would go up to them. They're like, oh yeah, we're closing soon. And I'd be like, oh, can I? Can I take some of those? And then they're, they're pretty nice, right? They, yeah, they'll go take some. And it was like fucking toilet waxes. It was toilet supplies. Dude, I got almost their whole fucking booth in my bag. It was amazing. But, you know, as, as you grow more and then you find out that you take so much of that shit, fucking 20 squishies in there and you got like fucking, you got like 60 pens yeah. and just a bunch of random shit that starts stacking up that you actually yeah. don't fucking need. Yeah. That's that's why you don't want to go into with there in there with the intent that with the intent that you're gonna well, get free Taco stuff. Taco did a good job. Like for the Taco stuff that they handed out to us at Ish, you know, you usually get like stupid yeah. little things, but everything I got from Taco I use still. Like the battery pack, the Ankler battery pack, that thing is yeah. awesome. The the pouch that we had to carry around with the Canadian flag on it, I love it. The sweater's comfy, like. Yeah, they're, they're really oh, starting yeah. to step up, like with their the things that they hand out. But, but. oh yeah, they are, they are. And th th but those are different. Those are more special stuff. Like just where I'm saying is, don't don't cloud yourself with squishies and fucking pens and all that shit. Like when you have too many of those, it really starts stockpiling up in your room, and my, you find out that you're just my throwing desk, a bunch my desk of shit has away. Like like all the squishies. Like I, I have the little pump, the boiler pump, and then I picked up. I I you. You picked one up, but you ended up dropping it. It was, uh, what was it? The squishy, the rubber ducky with the pipe wrench in his hand. Yeah, I have it on my desk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick it up, dude. Dude, I didn't fucking pick it up. She handed it to me, and then I was just like, I don't fucking want it. What am I going to do about it? So we were walking by a booth, and I just fucking dropped it That's off because so I didn't want it. 
Oh, man. I, yeah, if anybody has any questions, I mean, I don't even know. We got 10 people on. It's a good size of people, but. It, it went ways. It went 10, 17, 10, 17, people are getting 10, bored. 17. But people are getting whether bored. it is or not. They don't like us. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> if <laughs> if you can get anything out from this, you know, we're, we're happy with it because we're just doing yeah. our life to just talk. Yeah, just chat. I mean, we chat quite a bit, right? We chat at least once a week. Then we just talk about different things in the market and we talk about business. I pick your brain a lot about business because you've been running a business for quite a long time. Um, and like you kind of have it homed in quite a bit. So like for me to be in business for three years, it's really nice to pick a brain of somebody who's running a business. And that's strictly from networking and trade shows, being able to have that relationship with you and go like, I need advice on this. Let me, let me go to Terrence or yeah. let me go to this person or let me go to that person. I know they run a business, see how they do her things. Right. It might not be, it might not work in my region, yeah, you, you, but at least I get an idea where I can home it and make it my own. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And everybody's more than willing to help because by meeting those people online as well, we don't talk about just manufacturers. We're talking about just meeting your influencers because a lot of times those influencers are content creators. They're not like that, but, um, they're actually yeah. willing to help out a lot. Like if you ask George or Flynn anything about H HVAC or even plumbing, yeah. those guys will help you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Really great people. We got a few questions here. We got a we got a couple of questions. Is it hard for plumbers to start working self-employed in Canada? Um, no. no, not at all. I mean, in Canada, I don't. Do we start? So your side. We has have a master, master plumber, plumber license, but to be plumber. honest, you just pay for it. You have to be. Uh, a red seal plumber for two years and then you can go pay for it and you can get your yeah. masters in Toronto. You have to get it for every uh, region that you're in. And then you can, that only allows you to be able to do city work, but anything else you don't need your masters for. Okay. No. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, after that you can be yeah. self-employed. Yeah. Right? Once you get your red seal, you can be self-employed. Okay. No big deal. Yeah. For for us in BC, it's different. We just need to finish our sixty four hundred hours or seventy two hundred now, and then we finish our four 7, years. Seventy two hundred. That's it. Then you get your journeyman. Well, yeah, yeah. Ours is nine thousand two hundred. Yeah, I mean we're smarter. <laughs> that's why. Um, you guys get a gas <laughs> license at the end too. That's crazy. No. Not um, anymore. They harmonized it. We harmonized the whole country together. So yeah, you we get don't. G one, G two. Well, yeah. I got gas. Were you, were you before harmonization? You got your gas, right? <laughs> I don't got my gas. I always, I, I, I always work with track guys that have their gas, so that's it. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to. I just had to laugh at you for a second. You're yeah. just, you're just a bit less, I guess. That's why you. Need ten, and then, and then it's like ten grand to get your gas license. Like you get your G three, you can do like hot water tanks, uh, tankless. You get your G2, you can do like bigger boilers, but you get your G1, you can work on anything, which is just, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but essentially to answer that question, once you finish your master plumbers or wherever you're at from my, from my side, once you finish your plumbing license, you can get a business license and start your business. So it's not that hard. Um, but I do always say you, you should get all your licenses in place yeah. and insurance first before you start your business or start doing side work. That's, that's a big thing for me. Uh, Thomas, what's uh, the most difficult thing for you as a business people these days? Retaining people. Uh, no, not retaining people. Finding people. Oh. Finding people, I think. I don't know. What about you? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, well, well, no, explain why first. Finding, Let me hear finding people is tough because there's, there's no, there's a lot of apprentices and not a lot of journeymen and the ratio one-to-one is really difficult. So being able to, you can't be a shop that has two journeymen and six apprentices. You can be, but none of them are signed up. And then you're promising these guys to sign up when you're able to do it and you're holding a carrot over their head. Right. So um, it's mm-hmm. just, it's difficult because you have to, have, the, the ratio is really difficult. I, do you guys have the same ratio in BC? One yeah. One? What, one and one you, ratio. For so what, you, what can you, all, ratio? you can have, uh, you have, you can't sign, you can't sign up any apprentices unless you have a journeyman that you can sign up in your business. So I am a journeyman. My other guy's a journeyman. And then we have two apprentices. So you, you need one journeyman for every apprentice. Wow. No, we don't have one and one, but uh, I try to just hire and just get them to a. Yeah, no, you need to have, you need to have one journeyman for one uh, apprentice. For, for BC is one and unlimited practically. So what, what does really happen in the end is that in the companies that always undercut us, there's that one guy with a license and he has five or six family yeah. members that come from wherever. Um, and then they'll live in one house and then they'll bang it. And then yeah. they'll also work on a house. So then obviously they don't, they don't have to pay a high wage because technically those mm-hmm. guys aren't really workers. And then when they quote the house, they can slam it without any code or any requirements and they try and then they get the, yeah. and then they get people the lowest cost. So that's what's been happening. Um, I don't think that's a problem for me in the business side, but I, you know, for you, I'd say the same thing. I do have problems finding people and retaining people at the same time. It's just that everybody mm-hmm. wants different things now. And for what I'm trying to do, which you already know, is to just create more interest in the industry to actually have more younger people come in uh, to give them something yeah. to know about. Like, so that they know more about the trade and they want to actually stay in there without thinking that IT or doing some other yeah. job or drop shipping as the only option because trades has been yeah, great definitely. for us. Yeah, it, it's say. been great for me too. I only got into it when I was 26, right? I'm 35 now. Yeah, it's, it, so that is a big difficulty. And then for the longest time, you know, the boomers in the trade always say, you know, they need more young people, yeah. but they don't do fun. Dude, expert, so, expert plumbing and training. I don't know if you know him. His name's Aaron, the Irish guy. Um, yeah. He had a first-year apprentice. Yeah. Go in with my first year apprentice, and his apprentice got pulled out of school and put into the advanced course. I jumped intermediate and put in the advanced course because he's so smart. Because this guy literally pulls his text off every other Friday, hires a teacher to train them code book. And these guys, you got a second year apprentice that's doing fourth year apprentice work, running job sites and stuff because he invests in mm-hmm. training these guys. So he he's looking at the long term investment, and he's looking at, he's trying to look at what other companies are not doing. And he's doing it and he's seeing a return in yeah. his investment, which is just, it just blows my mind. Like I, like it's such a great shop to work for. I wish I grew up working at a shop like that. I really want to turn my shop somewhat into to that and try and make it work. Sounds a lot. Yeah. Sounds a lot like mine. <laughs> do you do classes? Do you do classes? Uh, no, I don't do classes, but uh, I'll go on site with them. We have, we make sure that we have a journeyman following a new apprentice yeah. whenever he starts for at least three, uh, not even three months, like more yeah. than three months, like a whole half a year. So then the guy learns beside another journeyman because a lot of times with what I've already known and what's been happening is that people get hired as second, third or fourth years and then they get put on a van right away and they have yeah. to solve that shit themselves. 
And what I really hate about that is that now we're fighting costs with mm-hmm. other people who are not doing it right. So we, we would have to quote against another company who's actually sending a third or fourth year when we're sending a journeyman or somebody who's been trained way more hours with like, you know, traveled training with um, manufacturer training, all the types of training, smartest kid in our, in his class all the time. We always have that problem, but we have to fight against those prices. Right. And that's, that's what, that's what's been a big thing for the business as well. So those two things kind of combine together. What's uh, what's mechanical hub like? (laughs) Mechanical hub is cool. He's a nice guy. I mean, I met him for the first time at AHR. Um, and I went up to him. I actually pulled him aside and told him he helped mold the direction I went into plumbing because he was the main guy on social media. You know what I mean? He's influenced quite a bit of people and everybody else is, you know, we want to do the same thing. I think he, he's a pretty nice guy. I think Terrence has the same, same opinion of, of Eric. Eric's a nice guy. We run it. We, we, bunch, yeah. we, uh, run each other, say hi. He was in Germany as well. Said what's up and that's about it. Yeah, he was. Um, we have a question down here. It says the wall. Oh, my first ever, my first ever impact set, like my combo set, was Makita. Yeah, my first ever was Makita. Mine, mine has always was been Milwaukee, um, but mine has always been Milwaukee. But I have been a lot more interested in the in the uh, the wall. <laughs> you know what? Lately. I when we went to the AHR wall booth, I was actually I I went up with the. Uh, PVC cutter, and I, I said to him, I was like, "Tell me why I wish I should like this. Like, like bring me over and show me why I should like this." And we tried it out, and I was like, "It's actually pretty cool." Like, and so many people hate on it because they're like Team Red so hard, but I, I actually enjoyed it. It was it was a nice tool, and I I understand what they're trying to do. Is Team Red really hard? Yeah, I like I like the multiple attachments. That's been a really big thing for me. And if I were to have that many attachments that would be great now the only thing that's really different and what really makes a company that i say all the time especially while you go trade shows again going back to this is that you can bitch and complain when you're at their fucking booth you know like the biggest thing about tools is that whenever they make tools they don't really fucking care about their tools afterwards milwaukee is the worst for that like i've sent so many i've sent enough tools back to be fucking pissed off that shit has not been fixed on time or they say something else is broken when it's not that product and I go back <laughs> and the tool's still fucking broken and then it wastes two weeks of my time getting my fucking tool back Dude. when I could have just bought a new tool. I so have, that's the kind of shit I have, that we deal uh, with. I've brought in, uh, I think, eight uh, sh- shop packs, Milwaukee's, and they just replace them. So I have one on rotation. So I have one underneath my desk that I put on my truck when the one's broken. So I have two of them but I just keep rotating them. It's crazy. And I'm starting to do that with hacksaws too. Cause it's like, they'll just replace it. They're pretty good with their warranty. They'll just replace it. But who are you looking at? That's Vivian? Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, yeah. She just turned off the car. Yes. We're just chilling outside. I have a haircut oh. in about an hour or so. We got quite a bit of time. Yeah. No, so it's all good. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I mean. The tools. I don't know it. I don't. I can't even say which brand is better anymore because at the end of the day, I feel like no matter how good a tool is nowadays, there hasn't been great yeah. representation. You know, there really hasn't been somebody stepping up to the plate for all the tools that I've used and be like, "Hey, thank you for using our tools. Um, it's it's been a pleasure for you to use our tools. Like, if you have any problems or issues or questions, let us know on how we can be better with our product." Yeah. None of them have fucking. Said I. You know what. 
Rothenberger or Spruce in Germany was really nice, and their tools look nice, and it'd be nice to get my hands on some, but <clears throat> it's just, it's tough to get your hands on those tools on Rothenberger, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, you know, the story was that, okay, okay, let's tell the story anyways. We went to Rothenberger, and they were saying they need people to bring their products into uh, North American markets. So Adam was in there. I wasn't thinking of working at all, but Adam was working his riz over there and saying that if they need, if they need some content creators or influencers to message them, and we fucking yeah. did. So we came back two, maybe even two weeks in after we came back, and we messaged them. Yeah, just no, dead silence. Yeah, we didn't get nothing from. I I got a message back. Yep. I got a message back uh, two weeks later, and then I I was told. That I'll get a message again, and I didn't get anything else back. That was about it. Oh, so you did no, message her, no, and that's what she said to you. Him. I got a message. He, uh, you know how in Germany, they, everybody had COVID, COVID and uh -huh. stuff? Like, we had 10 people that got COVID. He yeah. ended up falling that sick with COVID, oh. and he's playing catch-up and stuff. So he told me he was, hey, sorry, I've, I've been paying catch-up, this and that. And then True. just like, and I'm not going to chase. I don't care enough to chase. You know what I mean? Like, well, neither do I now, but that's what I mean, right? That's what makes or breaks a company nowadays. And I think, like, for a lot of you plumbers out there and HVAC guys there, like, if you ever have the chance to tell a company straight up, you got to start telling them straight up. It's because if you don't fucking tell them, those guys yeah. don't know what they have to fix. They keep thinking that they're doing yeah, fine and they're doing the okay. It's like, no, thank you. Not interested. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. Um, no, they're Yep. Their boost was good. You know what? The Rems guys are amazing in Germany. The Rems guys were great. That that go kart that they made, all of the plumbing materials, that was that was awesome. Oh, yeah, they were. And they some were. of the products that they're coming out with are top notch, like really really nice. Yeah, I still have that video that I had to post about their press. Yeah, with uh, the, the press gun with the, the inner press gun with the little happy face, smiley face. Yeah, on it. yeah. It had the happy face and the sad face. So if you pressed it well. It gets all the other graphs of how a good press is going to be. Then it has a happy face for you. If you had a bad press and it, it feels it itself from all the Newton pounds yeah. that it has, then it'll give you a sad face. And But the best thing about what none of the tool companies have right now that REMS tool has was the um, the feature where if you, you can set it, if you don't log into the tool every two to three days or four days or however many days it, yeah. it is that you set it for, it locks out. Yeah. Yeah, that was it, it was it, it was cool for theft. You know what I mean? Because theft is a big issue over there in the UK, or in the UK, but in Europe. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were talking about that. If someone yeah, wants yeah, to steal yeah. it, they can't even use the machine. It's almost like you lock it out. So yeah, that'd be sweet. I mean, if I were to get it, I can just leave it outside and not have to worry about it because then it locks itself and then it registers to my name. So whoever comes in there, they try to go back into there and it registers. It's not their business. Yeah. Now you, yeah. can, you may get yeah, your tool back. Good. They need to start doing something over there with that. But you know who I, I wish we met at uh, in Germany that didn't show up was PB Plumber. We were talking about that. That was one guy I wanted to meet. He oh, yeah. Showing up to, yeah. to Ish. But we, we meet, meeting Bruno was great. We met Bruno at HR. We yeah, Bruno's always HR, a great time. But meeting him at home in Germany was really cool. He was in his own, his element. You know what I mean? So, and Bruno's. Bruno's a legend. Bruno's good shit. But um, our whole 
Taylor sponsor shows as valuable as you know what? That's an interesting question, Josh, because I've never been to a wholesaler sponsored show. So more so you might have to tell us, like, have you been to any of the Wolseley ones or any of the shows that <laughs> to are be honest, put up by wholesale? One, I don't use Wolseley at all. Um, and I didn't really know about it till yeah. the day after, until I went out with Sample from Navian. He's like, you want a Wolseley one? And I was like, man, yeah. there's no way I'm driving into Toronto just for that show. I didn't really, I didn't plan for it. And and driving out of Toronto is a pain in the ass. So I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Um, it looked fun. Like, yeah. I feel like that answer. It answers. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 answers the question because, you know, as as much as Josh says that, I do know the Wolsey ones and all the and all the Noble shows or whatever yeah. stuff was going on. But the problem is, no. we never know the dates, even if we're customers or not customers. Like. I don't even know why they put on the show if people yeah, like us I, don't even know about it. I mean, I go to these shows. Why don't I know about it? I don't know. I did, I've never even heard of it before, dude. Like, when first time Semple told me, I was like, what's Wolseley 1? Oh, like, Wolseley does a trade show. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, only, I only knew about it this year that Wolseley did a trade show. I didn't even know about it before. Nor did I know Noble had one as well. Um, and it wasn't because people were telling me, it's just like, finally, it just slips out a bit that we know that there, there is a Wolseley show. Wolseley is quite but, big in London. You know, we, we don't, if we don't know about the show, yeah. we can't go to the show. That's practically what I would I, say. So if it, is it important? If I don't know about it, I honestly think it's not important. And probably the bigger industry yeah. ones are more no, important. For sure. I mean, it definitely, I think that the big industry ones are more important for sure. Um, for me now, like Wolseley one, I was kind of bummed that I didn't go to it because there's so many people that I wanted to see. Like it would be nice to be able to see Josh again. I know Miller was going to it. I haven't seen him since Germany. It would have been nice to catch up with him and stuff. But other than that, I, I wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been anything other than me just saying hi to people I missed seeing. Right. Well, especially if you don't work with Wolsey, yeah. that doesn't really work for you. Right? Oh, uh, he said Wolsey's pretty big in London. And then Thomas said Wolsey's headquarters in England. That's probably why. Yeah, they're, they're, no, they're huge. They're yeah. worldwide because they have their own stocks. They're massive. Yeah, I just don't. If you work there, just, you get their stocks. I, I feel yeah. like, I feel like everywhere is different and you shop different. Like I, who do you shop with the most? Do you shop with Emco, Noble? Like who does your guy shop with the most? I shop with whoever gives the best service at yeah. every, at any certain time. So what that means is that I go with one where I have a good salesman. So before we had Sherrods, yeah. I mean, before we had Emco, and then before, and then as soon as a guy left from Emco and he stopped doing sales, I left Emco because they're fucking, they're, yeah. they were shit. Emco was, it was shit. Customer so service, like, I, it was customer service though. It was customer service. Right? Yeah. yeah. Customer service, customer service. So they had some shitty ass customer service. We fucking left them. We went to Sherrods. Sherrods has still been good to us till this day. But the thing about Sherrods is Sherrods does not really have a personalized level of, which is Frontier. I don't know if you have Sherrods, but anyways, when we use Sherrods, there wasn't a personalized level of um, personality where I could talk to somebody and see this guy for lunch or see this guy for breakfast or dinner. It had no personal relationships, I didn't feel like. It was more like, Sherrods is more about giving good yeah. um, customer service up to the point where you leave the door and that's it. So, but then now the guy that I used to work with at Emco went back to Emco. 
Now I'm back at Emco, but I also yeah. work a lot with Noble because of customer service well, and relationship. That's that's the thing. That's it's almost the same as a manufacturer. Uh, a manufacturer having a relationship with us. Like, look at look at the relationship we have. Josh, we have with with the, all the ones that we're talking about today. And those are relationships that we have, and we respect them, and we we think of them when we're buying their products because we we know they're st- they'll stand behind it. Now we have sales reps for different uh, places, and you build a relationship with them. Like one of the smallest, um, um, one of the smallest wholesalers here is independent mechanical. They only have two shops, one in Toronto and one in Oakville, but Matt, my sales rep from there is like top notch. Like if I call him, he's answering his phone and he's doing anything he can to make sure that I'm happy. You know what I mean? And that's what I like about going with him and I'll try and go with him. And it's the same thing with Steve at next. I have a good relation with Steve at next. Does he have shops near me? No, I have an Emco right next to my shop, but my relationship is with guys at wholesalers that are farther away from me, but I'll go to them first before I go anywhere else. Right. Because you, the relationship you build. That's what we got to. Yeah. That's what we got to preach on one of our shows though. You know, I think next thing that we talk, we talk shit about because we're strictly talking shit is about the wholesale level and how it has become so much more different yeah. than it used to be because motherfucking wholesalers yeah. literally don't do yeah. fuck all. And the thing, we were talking about this last night on the podcast, the Construction Life podcast I was on. We were talking about how we don't actually get good deals anymore. You know what I mean? Like you have people walk into the wholesalers. No. We get no fuck deal. That. What we, deal do we get? Like you look at the pricing that they're selling pipe and stuff to, they're all prices are going up. You're selling the same thing to someone off the street. Yeah, man. They need they need to change that shit. Give us back what we're supposed to do because we're their main customers yeah. and we're the professionals. So give us your fucking markup, first of all, and stop fucking yeah. around with developers. That's what I fucking hate. Yeah. And second of all, like ban- banter those fucking guys for your manufacturer to give you better prices for fixtures because right now it's all about the market of, you know, renovations and uh what do you call them interior designers somehow those people have better prices than us when we're the guys installing it but then yeah. we get shat on all the time when the parts are not there not everything is there because yeah. they just fuck up the whole order you know that's that's the whole problem with wholesale right now they just keep selling to whoever they want because it's all about business and money rolling in and they forget about their main customers yeah. or the people that helped them grow to begin with right away. who yeah. were us we'll leave that for anyways Another we'll leave, yeah. we'll leave that for that's, the next yeah, we can go on forever. no that's one of the yeah. things like that that one i've been really pissed about and i've been like after i preached that last yeah. time and everybody said it was true that's the real story that's going on right now and if more people talk about it this will fucking heat up more wholesalers to actually do their part and actually give more training to their guys because the wholesaler, the guys that are there, the counter guys, every fucking guy there right now, nobody is able to recommend extra shit for us when we do orders now. Like back in the day when I was ordering and I don't even work here for that long. It just changed. Back in the the day. You sound like an old man. When I was first there. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm like maybe 10 years or maybe 15 years even before I started. It's just that when you order shit, they knew yeah. what you needed next. They'll be like, hey, did you actually need an extra ball valve on this? Hey, when you work on this, you shouldn't use this. This is what happens a lot. You should use that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, where is that? We don't, no, and don't have that. And you know what? When I'm, when I'm not 100% sure on what I need to pick up for a job, I like going to Emco because I can pick my own product. I don't like going to wholesaler where I have to ask what I yeah. need because I might not. You know, I'm straight up. I've only been in the trade for eight years. When I'm like, I don't know what I need. I know what I, I, if I get my hands on it, I know what it is, but asking for it's a different thing. So I'll go to a wholesaler where I can pick my own stuff. 
because I just want to be able to put it in my hands and build it and go like, okay, this is going to work. Right. But the guys at the counter don't know anything. Yeah. Like, you, no, it's true. you ask them for a trap adapter and they give you a fucking FIP. You're like, what the hell? Like, They're literally, yes. we'll, <laughs> we'll save this. We'll save this. But what I'm thinking is um, that's going to be one of the topics, maybe on third yeah. episode, but the second episode, uh, I'm actually thinking of talking about yeah. tools of the trade. So for those of you that are looking for the episode next time, other than trade shows, I'm thinking about tools of the trade, meaning because our trade has moved forward now, what tools are considered hand tools and what tools are considered not hand sure, tools and why? I think that's pretty important because for you, you know, when you hire guys and when I hire guys, what am I looking for for them to have as tools now? And what should they have or no, should I, I not be expecting that? You know, or what other people expect as well so i think that's pretty important of something that I mean, we should the amount of handles i have i have three three tool bags that are just full of hand tools and just like little knits and like do you expect them to have all of those or like yeah we'll leave it for next time that uh yeah that's a that's a good one i like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and then we'll and then after that we'll return back with the third episode of it's talking so about we'll smack talk the wholesalers. Maybe not smack talk, but well, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I like, to I like I like <laughs> to fire smack talk too much. Right? You, you know, okay. Here's the thing: when you're strictly talking shit, there's yeah. nothing. You know, there's there's no bars, and it's all about what we think as customers. And this is what we need to put out there sometimes because if they don't hear it and they don't know people talking about them and there's no noise behind it, everybody thinks it's going to be. A happy-go-lucky day. Constructive criticism, and this is the thing that's important about trade shows too, which relates to the counter people not knowing what to give us. You need to re-educate yeah. yourself on what's out there while you can make your job easier, right? Like <laughs> they don't even want their own fucking guys going to trade shows. That's the worst part. It's just like you have your counter guys, or you have your inside sales guys yeah. working with people every day. But there's people, there's things like trade shows. This is why I say yeah. it's important because it's not only for plumbers or for HVAC guys, it's literally for people who are salesmen yeah. as well. Like they no. need that. Where is that experience? Where is that networking for them? It's just like, they think that if they network, they're gonna leave or something. I don't know what's in their mind. I just feel like the training yeah. nowadays has been diminishing and that, you know, like trade shows need to come back to a certain yeah. point where people actually find use for it, which we, you know, we're going back to that. Yeah, I mean, whole topic. It's, it's, it's frustrating when you go into a wholesaler and you just, you you see a product online and you're like, can I get that? And they're like, oh, I don't even know what that is. Like, I remember going to Amco. Dude, I remember going to Amco probably three years ago when I worked for Black & Mac. No, this is probably five years ago when I worked for Black & Mac. Everybody was using ProPress. It's, it was a, a normal thing. And I asked, hey, do you got ProPress 90s? The ProPress, what's that? And you had to Google it right there in front of me. And I was like, dude, this has been out for so long. Like, how do you not know? And I just walked out and never went back to that location. Like, I was like, I just, there's no point in me going in here. Like, why am I teaching you this stuff? Look, you can't expect guys to sell new stuff or learn new stuff or recommend new things if they're not looking at this, at it. And if like they can't create interest from going from going to trade shows at the same time, they're not going to want to sell product as well. So, you know, it's a win-win situation. Why, you know, not only for us, we got to go trade shows, but for everybody else, because uh, uh, it helps the business. Yeah. I bring my guys to trade shows. Yeah. I brought, I brought Yo, Jason last time. I, I find it important because you, on my bed. Like literally five minute power nap like oh, this. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. Like you were snoring and everything. Like, oh, that was great. Let's go else. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed, man. I just need a quick Yo, you and Jason laid down and it was like, 
snoring within minutes like and then i was like what's going on here like, uh it's hilarious no man that was jason dude i just had a i just had a quick power man it was probably just me yeah. breathing breathing uh, heavy well, who said that all-star all-star owes me six beers because we were talking about the boxing fight he bet me six beers at the next trade show that uh davis was gonna wasn't gonna win the last boxing fight so i'm excited He's probably going to take me to like the Vega party where all the beers are free and be like, here, look, I got you six beers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's probably going to do oh, that. Pipe punch is on. We got to get her on the show. Well, yeah. we should. We should. Maybe, maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll have an extra guy next time talking about the uh, tools yeah. of the trade. Let's see who can join us on the third one. Pipe punch. She's fun. But, uh, no, I, I, we probably we probably have about yeah. seven minutes left, so we're not going to take everybody's time, nor we're going to start a new one yeah. because that's going to take way too long. Thank you for joining us today at uh, Strictly Talking Shit, Adam. Any any last mm. words? Uh, no, you like my cup. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I have one of those too. I uh, no, I, nothing. This was fun. I'm excited for the new one. We'll get more comfortable have more people join in and, and talk and at least now we have some preparation hopefully someone comes on next time and talks about some tools hand tools right. yeah so next time is it is going to be about hand tools for tools of the trade if you guys want to know are we are you do you want to do thursday let's we're going to go back to wednesday let's do What's thursday 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 at seven thirty. ask the, ask everybody else like i mean we can put a poll out we can put a how's How's the time for it? Like, we'll put a poll afterwards, but I think 4.30 still worked out. I think a lot yeah. of people were still watching it on that. So for 7.30 for you as well. So maybe, yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it at this time unless more people are looking at different times. But if you want to watch it again and you guys are late to the show, you got, I will be saving it on my page. So you guys will see the whole video there. I'll be posting it up. Next time, join us for Strictly Talking Shit about hand tools, whether or not there's new tools that are hand tools or not as apprentices. And we will go from there. Grab your questions, get your questions ready because we're ready to answer anything and bring everything to the table. Awesome, man. We'll, we'll see you next Thursday. All right. See you guys. See you guys later.